Thank you for tuning into our podcast, Visa and Gra. Whether you're a modern woman or a traditional one, Visa and Gra is established to educate, entertain, and create a safe and inclusive platform to unify and empower Albanian women. We, we are, are your hosts. hosts. My name is Dita. And my name is Diana. And we hope you keep an open mind and enjoy the rest of this episode. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounded so gross. Are you sick in the head? <laughs> yes and yes oh <laughs> what happened i don't know girl i'm going through it right now because i don't listen to my mom when she tells me not to go outside with my hair wet or not sleep with the window open so welcome back to another episode of visa and gra welcome guys yeah we have a guest calling in today and she's going to be our first official guest on the podcast which is Ooh. really really cool i'm really i'm really nervous because I don't know, but I do feel like, like Angie Martinez. Yeah, I'm like, who's calling in now in the radio station? <laughs> <laughs> and she actually was the one to reach out to us, so it was very exciting to have somebody interested in the podcast. We hadn't we we had a conversation before we had this interview, and just what she was saying, I was like, I think a lot of people need to hear this. Absolutely, and in the last episode, we talked about dating and what that's been like for us and seeing the perspective of an Albanian in the LGBTQ community like it will be interesting and for those that can relate to that sort of dating then we can become a little more relatable to that group of people and kind of share a little bit of insight what it's like to be a part of that group have you ever had a gay experience with a girl I feel like I wouldn't describe it as that but like when I'm like drunk at a party or whatever, like I've kissed like my best friend, like oh, a little, I'm like a little peck, you. like a, yeah, you know. Oh no, I fully make out with my girlfriends. <laughs> it's it's a thing that I do. I love it because girls are just so pretty, and then when I'm drunk, I'm like, <gasps> "You're so cute. Let me get a kiss. So cute. Yeah, you get a kiss, and yeah, you I'm get like, a you kiss. get a kiss, and you get a kiss, and you get a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> it's that sort of thing. I but. love it. So you've never had like a gay experience ever? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe it like that. But have <laughs> you ever had a gay experience? I've never had like punani on punani, <laughs> but I I had feelings for a girl once. Okay. Yeah. What was that like? I she was my best friend, and oh, I don't know how, juicy. bro. I don't know how, but like feelings started to emerge, and I it it got to the point where I was like, wait, I like think I is have this story about me. Yes, it is. I'm coming out <laughs> to you right now, baby. <laughs> no, but I remember that. And I remember like not, it never became a thing. I never even like admitted to her that I had feelings for her until she moved away. Because <laughs> oh, I was that so you scared. did end up telling her. Yeah, but when she moved away. Yeah. Oh, but. How uh, did she take that? She was like, bitch, why didn't you tell me I had feelings for you too? I was like, <gasps> I feel like everyone's a little gay though everyone's a little you know, gay that's true. yeah i kind of agree but i remember like i like i didn't even consider it to be a thing like in my head i was like yes i have feelings for this girl but mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna try to explore it explore it at all because i'm like what like 
I've, I was straight my whole life. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are these feelings coming up? And like, how are people going to react? Like if I, if I come out gay or whatever, but exactly because yeah. that's the first question we always ask, what are people going to say? Right? Yeah. What are people going to say? And Which I is, think the, the guests today will really speak on that. The reason why I kind of wanted to <laughs> touch on like gay experiences and whatnot is because the guests that we have on today is a gay woman who is married to a woman um, and she is very excited to tell her story and we're very excited to give her a platform to do that. So, um, stick around for the rest of the episode and we will see you guys. Dashuri, Dashuri. <laughs> Thank you so much for being the first official guest on our podcast, Visa Engra. It's quite an honor. I that's awesome. Thank you. No, for th- me. thank you so much. I just want to relay to you how appreciative we are of you coming onto this podcast. We know this is going to take a lot of courage for you to share your story. And for that, we're truly, truly grateful. Um, I hope um, the the questions that, that you guys present and my story um, shed some light into um the issues that the Albanian community doesn't necessarily like to deal with sometimes. So let's hope we can make a difference together. Absolutely. We've kind of created this um, environment and this podcast for that main reason to kind of break these taboo topics that we don't really talk about. And I'm sure to, like your story today is really going to emphasize the the importance of being able to talk about these topics and kind of not be afraid of... Um, expressing how we feel and expressing our love for each other no matter who that person is i agree i agree 100 percent. yeah do you just want to start off a little by telling us a little about yourself why you specifically wanted your name today to be dashuri and also a little bit about the intentions you have for sharing your story with us today absolutely so um dashuri in albanian means love Right. And I think uh, I personally believe that love is the most powerful weapon that the human race possesses. Um, and I think in I also but I, I don't just think it, I believe it, uh, that um, we sometimes uh, as topics, as these taboo topics come up in our community or other communities as well, uh, love and the power of it is lost or forgotten. So I did choose uh, my my name to be Dashuri for that very reason. I I am a big proponent of love, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to uh, use that as a way to promote uh, love along with my story. And the reason why I wanted to share my story with you and your audience is because I believe um, my story involves one of those taboo sort of um, topics that the Albanian community is sometimes a little undereducated. I wouldn't I wouldn't say uneducated, right? I'm saying the word undereducated mm-hmm. or um, just the way that our culture is. Um, we ignore the power of love when my when this particular topic comes comes up. And the topic that, and the part of my story that that I want to share is me being a gay woman. Um, and the reason, and that is the reason why, well, I'm not just, I'm not actually trying to share that. Oh, I'm a gay woman. Look at me. 
the reason why I wanted to share my story is because I am extremely fortunate. Whether I whether you look at my story as an Albanian woman or whether you look at my story as just a woman coming out to my family, I've had the easiest time, so to speak, coming out. Um, and I wanted to share that with your audience in hopes that um, families, Albanian or not, um, who may be dealing with the issue of a child coming out or uh, them struggling themselves, um, I am really hoping that it makes a difference. And if I can, you know, this is like one of those cliche sayings, right? Like if I can help one person, I've done my job, <laughs> but it's, it, it, it is the truth. That's how um, we feel too. I feel like I, your story sharing today and our reasoning for starting this podcast just align so well together. So we're so grateful to have somebody who stands so alongside our mission statement with us today. Yeah, and, and I'm so grateful you guys are having me over. It's it. This is this is probably one of the best things that I've actually been part of. So I, I appreciate you having me. When did you know that you were gay? Uh, so growing up, I was definitely a tomboy, um, and I never had you know, the, oh, I have a boy crush kind of thing, right? But I, I never analyzed it. I never knew anything about it. And the, mainly because of the fact that in the Albanian language or culture, we were never educated, right? Like the, the language itself does not, did not have, the day-to-day -day language did not have a word that described a homosexual. Like even in Albanian, when I talk to my cousins, they will use the word gay. There is no word gay, you know, the word lesbian was a word that I did not know until I I moved to United States. I didn't even know what that word I moved I moved here when I was sixteen. And there when you don't know the word, you can't describe your feelings if you don't know the word. I have always I was always a little different uh, growing up. Again, I couldn't explain it. I just thought I was the way I was. So when I moved here, um, I remember watching a movie thinking it was a love story between a boy and a girl. The name of the movie, by the way, is called High Art. And I remember there there are two girls in the scene. Like I, With my limited English, I, I'm watching the movie and I'm just kind of going through the motions of it. And I don't know what's happening until there's a scene where two girls kiss in the movie. And at this point, I believe I'm, I might be like 17 or 18 years old at this point. Um, and it just clicked. Mm. But when it clicked that that is what I am, the reality of where I came from or where I come from also hit really, really hard. Mm -hmm. So to realize who, who I was and then to also realize where I came from were two very conflicting things. So I had to battle myself at that point. Um, 
I I couldn't talk to anyone, right? Like, who did I talk to? I was amongst an Albanian, like, all my Albanian family. Like, I wouldn't be able to talk to anyone and describe these weird feelings that I'm having when no one knows or talks about them. Mm. So I write in my diary, and I made myself a promise in the diary. I still have the diary, by the way. Um, in in I, I remember writing it down. I wouldn't even, I didn't even spell out the name or the word. I just said... I am it. I can't be it. Right. So I pushed it down and I made a decision at that point in time that I would not lead a gay life because I wanted to protect my parents. I wanted to protect my family. And I knew that I could not do that to my parents specifically. I find it so interesting that you made it a point to say that there is no official word for lesbian in Albanian. Right. Because that that sort of indicates it being non-existent. And and then this other and then this other way of you not even naming it for yourself when you're writing it in your journal is also a way of making it non-existent. I just find that to be a very interesting parallel. That's very poetic. What you just said, to be honest (laughs) with you, but I um, and and it it, it's true. Right. Like I, I I've never thought about it that way. But it is like if I write down the word, I know what I'm saying to myself and I cannot accept the word. I I can accept the the attributes of myself to myself, but I'm not accepting the word to myself. So and I also, by the way, I also was afraid that someone would read my (laughs) diary. The secret's out after that. (laughs) Yeah. So why don't um, you tell us about your first marriage and do you still have a relationship with him and how did he react when he found out that you were gay? Um, so the short version of it is that I, you know, when, when people ask me how, how are you a gay woman and how did you marry a man, right? That it was a choice I made. It was the choice I made was to do the right thing for my parents and my community and my family. That that was it. Like there was no, um, um, there was no forced into it. It was completely my choice. Right. Um, and I, I did like him. He was, uh, when we first met, he was a nice guy. We became friends and I liked hanging out with him. So, I had a lot of love for him as the type of love you would have for your best friend. So I made that move and I, I made the decision to, uh, to get married. Uh, the marriage deteriorated fairly soon after it happened. We did have, um, children. How did he take it? Um, his words were, uh, something along the lines of you are ruining my reputation as if, you know, I'm using air quotes here as if I turn gay to ruin his reputation. But no, he, of course he was not happy. Um, and that was a struggle on all on its own because the state I live in, um, um, marriage equality was not a, a thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, I actually did not tell him until marriage became legal, same-sex marriage became legal in my state uh, because I was afraid that he would take my kids away. 
so um i had to keep it away from him for a while but i can tell you that me being gay was not the reason for my failed marriage at all um like i said it deteriorated um as a result of us just being a bad couple so I, i don't know how else to explain it you don't believe that subconsciously the reason why you guys weren't getting along was because you were gay you don't think that a part of you was kind of resenting him and resenting the marriage because you weren't living with your full integrity and you weren't expressing the real desires that you had no no i for those who know me people people who know me know that i'm a very loyal person and i'm a very committed person when i made the choice to to do that it i knew what i was getting into it wasn't right it wasn't something that i discovered in going into the marriage it was something i had discovered prior to my marriage mm-hmm. so no there was no resentment in that regard uh, i never had any intention on ever leading a the type of life that i have now meaning my true self when i made the decision to not lead that life at that time so no um there was there was no resentment at all i can tell you though that once the marriage dissolved um i did make the choice to and and it was a very difficult choice to make but i did make the choice to be gay <laughs> i don't know what else to say <laughs> um so yeah i i had to i that was they they were both very very conscious choices and they are both very um disconnected that is crazy that if everything was to be in quotes perfect in your marriage maybe you still would be in that marriage to today and kind of be living as like not your full truth because deep down you've always known um that you're meant to be with a woman yeah um i can also tell you that um i do remember one time um uh a friend of mine actually told me what if you met the right guy i'm like i i i've met very nice guys <laughs> um would you ever go back to a guy and there was there is no going back um i my children don't want me to ever go back um, I, i bet they see how happy you are now so it doesn't they, make they sense. do they've seen me with their father and they've seen me with my wife and um they they can tell the difference and there is no way anyone who has known me in both of those lives can ever picture me you know uh being with a guy at this point i'm really curious to know a little bit about your first date with a woman like how did that go <laughs> like were you excited did you have butterflies where did you meet yeah where did you go and like After that, after that first date, were you like, wow, this is really, was that sort of like the re- uh, realization that you got the confirmation that is like, this is really who I am? 
Or um, was that feeling I, I, not until you met your wife? Maybe I don't know. Um, no, I mean I, I, I had been on dates with other women before my wife, mm-hmm. but I'd rather talk about my first date with my wife. Okay. <laughs> we would love to hear that. Um, so we 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 met at a bar, and then we set a date, and then we met at. You know, we we met afterwards, and it was supposed to be like a one to two hours long date, and it turned into like a four to five hours. You love those. Um, neither one of us wanted to leave, uh, but we both had to leave. Um, and um, I went home, and I received a text from her, and I knew that was it. And the text is was a very funny text. The text was something along the lines of it's it's it, it's a lesbian joke. Uh, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. Said, Maybe Dita will get said, it. <laughs> yeah, um, my U-Haul is packed. <laughs> Oh, that's so, so funny because I was watching a show the, the other night and it was um, two women on their first date and they were like uh, the first thing that the two things that lesbians bring to a first date is a U-Haul truck and their ex-girlfriend <laughs> yeah and her ex-girlfriend no I did not bring my ex-girlfriend with me but, uh, uh, or, or neither did she by the way but we uh, I, I knew that she was I mean, she made me laugh, and and Aww. like that was it. I I just yeah, I I knew it. And then, uh, the next the next evening, we connected on the phone, and we pulled an all nighter on the phone. Aww. We literally spent all night on the phone. I I was working, um, I worked until ten o'clock that night. Um, that, so that's that was the day after our first date, and um. After I got off of work, I responded to one of her texts by calling her rather than responding to a text. And we did not get off the phone until six o'clock in the morning. And then only because we had to get ready to go to work the next the, at the time. So, okay. but it, it uh, I mean, the dates are very, I don't know what I haven't dated anybody as far as like straight in a very long time like a guy i haven't dated a guy in a very long time but as far as like uh, a date with a woman you you typically at least for me um you talk to a woman like you're talking to a friend uh you also know that if you are a feminist you also have like the sense of protectiveness about you know for the person that's sitting across the table from you um so you're you're you talk to a woman in a different manner uh, because like I said like you have this sense of protectiveness towards them um, you ask personal questions you ask sto- questions about your story and your journey and that's different it's definitely a different conversation than you would have with a heterosexual couple right like mm-hmm. no one is I'm assuming you guys are straight I don't really know yeah, um, I mean, but, uh, if you, he does that for the yeah. most part. I mean, everyone, everyone's a little gay, you know. I guess so, right? But like, if you were to go out on a date with a guy, the guy is not going to ask you. So, when did you realize you were straight? Mm, right? Those right. questions are not asked. Uh, mm. Like, did did your parents have a hard time with it when, or have you come out to your parents about being straight? Those questions are not asked, so mm-hmm. the conversations are definitely different, and they are. Uh, you become a lot more um, 
I hate the word vulnerable because of the bachelor and the bachelorette, but you do become more vulnerable because as a result of having to answer those kind of questions or comparing stories. Um, and in the, in the lesbian community, those, those kind of conversations are very common. Um, date or no date, like we, we have a, we have a group of friends who are also gay. And when every time that you meet someone new, they always are very curious about your story or my story. And, and they also like compare stories and it's extremely like the stories are very similar. Uh, my age group, I'm in my forties, right? So in my age group, uh, a lot of gay women, most of gay women have gone through, they have very similar stories to mine. Mine is not very unique at all. What makes my story unique is because I'm Albanian mm -hmm. and it makes it unique in the Albanian community, but in the gay community or in the lesbian community, my story is not unique. Mm -hmm. A lot of my lesbian friends followed the same steps that I did. They knew they were gay. They did the right thing by their parents. They did what they were expected of them or what was expected of them. And then the marriage breaks apart for whatever reason. And then they, they seek their, you know, uh, their, their own happiness. Um, I was just talking to a woman not too long ago who actually just, had just met her. She realized that I'm gay. Um, and she was like, you know, I am too, but I don't know how to go through this. And then the one thing I told her that I truly believe in my heart is, and I tell my children that as well at this point, you can't live for somebody else's happiness. Mm. Uh, because if you're living somebody else's happiness, you're never living for yours. And it, I chose my own happiness when my attempt at making other people happy failed. I know when we talked per personally, you kind of mentioned that after you met your wife, that was the moment that you knew you were going to tell your parents about her because that's how, how good you felt about the situation. Um, how did you approach that conversation with your family? Do you want to tell us a little bit about how they reacted or some of the repercussions that came from you finally choosing yourself and your happiness? Yeah, um, I, I have, I had dated other women prior to meeting my wife and, um, I had not been in a position where I had enough courage and, um, that gut feeling that she is worth it for me to come out and potentially lose my family. When I first met my wife, um, shortly after we met and realizing that that was it for me, I was, I, I had this new level of confidence that my parents love me and I know they will always love me, but if they have a hard time accepting me and if they they make the decision to walk away from my life or walk out of my life. It's a decision that I would understand and I would completely respect it. But at least I knew that I had someone beside me that would hold me at night and console me because I may have lost my family. 
So that was the reason why I made that decision. Right, I had it was a different level of confidence. I don't know how else to describe it. It wasn't just the love part. It's it's the I can do this now because I know someone is going to hold me if I fall down. Um, and when I told my 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 siblings knew prior to me coming out to my parents, I initially told my mom, um, and I, I still remember her words. She sat there and she said, well, you are my child. And my mom doesn't use the word child a lot, right? She'll say my daughter, like, by Zaime, or, <clears throat> right? She didn't say my daughter. She said, you are my child. So when she said that, I mean, it hit so hard. Like, like I start crying when, when my mom said that, because that word for me in Albanian has so much power, mm-hmm. so much more power than the word visa or chupa or goza, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you say like to me that, that just, there was just like a, a validation that, that, my mom loved me the way I was hoping she did. Was that a reaction that you expected or did you expect something different? No, not at all. Not at all. I was, uh, fun fact, I actually was visiting my parents and I had uh, planned on telling them or telling my mom at least on the last day of my trip it turned out that I actually told my mom on the very first day oh, because wow. I wanted to have my trip and visit with them and then say, okay, if you want to disconnect from me at this point, at least I've seen you one more time or oh. one last time. Oh, wow. So it, it happened on the first day. And um, because I was expecting a different reaction, I was not expecting that at all. I was definitely expecting some backlash. I was expecting some some level of discon of, of disconnection between me and my mom and uh, my mom was the one who actually and I told her I said I can I can go tell my dad and she said no I need you to let me do that <laughs> so my mom handled my dad <laughs> um my, my dad had a little more difficult time than my mom did uh it, it took him a little bit of time to come around but um when when he made the decision to accept me um it, it to see the the hum the humility in my in my dad's eyes and to hear it in his voice it's yeah, my dad is a tough guy right so like to see that come from him it was just extremely touching and and i knew that once they accepted me there was no going back mm-hmm. Uh, I have had other people in my life who are like, oh, I guess you're gay. Okay. I mean, I can be okay with that. Okay. That's fine. And then a few months later, they're like, you know what? We really can't handle the fact that you are gay. So we're just going to leave. So I've had people walk out of my life um, as a result of me being gay. Wow. Um, but my, I, I knew from my parents they weren't going to go anywhere just by their voices and the way they reacted. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll never forget that. Now, how did your, how did your children react to the fact that you were gay? Was it, was it easy for them to accept it? 
So um, I have a lot of women friends and uh, I had a friend of mine that visit often and, you know, when I had, I have a smaller home. So uh, in, I, I'd give her the option of, of either sleeping on the couch or sleeping in my bed because I was alone in my bed anyway. So we would share my bed. She'd sleep on one side, I'd sleep on the other. So when I, but when I met my wife, I also introduced her to my kids as my friend. So when I had come out, my when I came out to my kids, I came out to them um, from the perspective of love is love is love. So when when I came out to them, I, I was I came out to them from that perspective, like I love somebody, but who I love is not a man. So when I did come out to my kids, they had already met my 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 wife, my girlfriend at the time, and they um, actually at that point in time, we were kind of engaged, I think, um, like kind of unofficially engaged. We were like, we're going to get married, right? Right. Okay. So we're engaged. It was very unofficial. A common but understanding. When, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when, when, when I told my kids, um, you know, that mommy found somebody they thought it was my friend who would come and visit and sleep in my bed <laughs> and they're like is it her and I I said well no and we were all together at the time so my you know my my wife was there and my my kids were there so I I told them I said well and they're like well who is it who is it and I said well she's sitting right in front of you and oh, wow. they they like, I mean, their excitement was unfathomable. Like, you know, you asked me if I if I got the reaction I was expecting from my parents. This was even better. That's beautiful. So, yeah, they, they were very accepting. And um, let's just say, and I do want to make this clear, if my children were not okay with me being openly gay, and being married to a woman, I would conceal this only for my kids. Mm. I wouldn't conceal it for anybody else. That so, kind of goes to show the love an Albanian mother has for their children. Like, I personally, my mom always says, I die for you. When I decided to be happy, I made me the priority, right? But then once I realized that, okay, now... I have to make a decision that will, right, because I could still date women, and I did date women without my kids knowing, mm -hmm. um, so they didn't need to know what I was doing, but once I knew that I was ready to make that official move, um, I knew that I would go back in the closet if they could not do it. Right. That was, there was actually an agreement that my wife and I made, um, we knew that we were coming out to our parents and to our family members and our friends and we knew what we wanted to do but we also had a very very strong understanding that there is no moving forward if the kids are not good right wow so um but i like i said my story is I wanted to share, to share a story because 
I have been surrounded with so much love. Granted, I've lost a few people along the way, but I've been surrounded with so much love um, that I did not know I had from people. Um, I, I did expect my parents to walk away from me. I expected for them to say my daughter is dead. There have been people that have told my parents, why are you still in contact with her? She should be dead to you. Wow. My dad said, you don't get to tell me what I do with my child. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my, my extended family, I, I have quite a bit of extended family. Very few of them have walked away. Um, and, and I understand, like my cousin was just telling me a couple of nights ago, she said, I don't understand what being gay means. But then she followed that with, I don't need to understand it. I'm not gay. I don't care to understand it. But she did say also, I've seen you with a man and I've seen you with her. There is no way you belong with a man. The next question I was anticipating on asking you was, how did how did coming out impact your personal happiness and what were the benefits of coming out? But from your what you've told us so far, it's like not only are you happier, but the people around you clearly see how much happier you are. It's as if you're resonating your happiness. It's not just what people have seen, right? And and it's I I know what I feel and and there is no lie in the fact that my my children's father, I liked him a lot. I did have a lot of love for him. He was my best friend. Um and but I can also tell you that I was happy with him at the time, right? Like you're always happy hanging out with your best friend, but that deep happiness that comes from like a true partnership type of love and the the knowing that there is someone there that you know you can count on a hundred percent. Not because I couldn't do that with him, but because it feels different knowing that I'm in this position with with a woman and that, that just it's just such a different feeling for me. And and this doesn't, you know, this doesn't apply to just me, right? It just it applies to everybody who meets who when they when people say you are the love of my life, people know what that feels like. So whether you're gay or straight or non-binary or whatever it is, however it is that you identify, um, that part of the inside of you, you can't, I, like, I'm not a poet by any means, right? I don't have words to describe how I feel on the inside, but I can tell you that it is a different type of happiness. It's a different kind of peace. It, fe- it feels peaceful. And uh, when my parents and my family were like, no, you look happier. Like, I've never seen you this happy. Um, they also saw peace in me because when you are in a chaotic environment, and in uh, a chaotic um, uh, relationship, there is no peace, right? So um, I, I have felt a difference. I know what that feels like. And I always tell my wife, if you leave me, I'll, I, I know I'm always going to be looking for the exact same thing because it is, it is that different. It, it 
I, I feel different. Uh, I don't know, but I can tell you that my children will tell me they have memories of, of me being with their dad. And they're like, I, this is it. Like, this is how you should be living. Um, my mom has never, ever told me, I hope you find a man and leave her and marry a man. It's never a question anymore. I, I know my mom sees that I am supported, not just as a partner, but also as a human being. Um, it, I have gained friends. I have lost some, but I've also gained a lot of friends. Um, I, I've become a part of the gay community now, right? So I, I, I've met some beautiful very interesting people in this community that I wouldn't have otherwise met. Um, Are you, when you said you're part of the LGBTQ community, is there an Albanian community of that sort here? And like, are you guys close to each other? Do you know a lot of members in that community? What is that like? Um, so about a year ago or so, my sister came across um, this group called Sofra Community, S-O-F-R-A Community, and it is an Albanian um, LGBTQIA plus uh, community. Uh, and it is, it's on Facebook, and I joined them, um, and I would love to be a more active member. Uh, like, I have, I have not found, let me just revise that question, that uh, answer, that, that response. I have not been able to find a strong Albanian community uh, that has, that, that involves the, uh, the LGBTQIA plus community, right? Um, I, my friends and my, I'm part of other communities that are not Albanian speaking. I would mm. love to find one. So if you guys find one, um, we'll be on the search. Please do share. So we can um, share this your story with them as well. And hopefully, yeah, the but, people listening will be able to kind of take that initiative as well. I'm sure that your story will resonate with a lot of people, and it'll kind of be the, the catalyst to starting that mm -hmm. sort of community. Yeah, it, I can tell you that there's definitely a need uh, a need for that, uh, and I can tell you that I. Um, I used to walk around saying, I, and I'm not even lying to you, I used to walk around telling people, I'm probably the only gay Albanian woman <laughs> you'll ever meet. And that's what I'm it probably prob feels like for a lot of people. It does, it, it does feel like that. It feels, I, I feel alone, not because I don't have people around me, but I don't have, I don't have any connections with Albanian uh, gay community members, right? I know for a fact that there are gay Albanian kids out there. I know they are there or out there. I know they are, right? A couple of years ago, I was invited to a, a family um, event and I was approached by someone and they and then I introduced my wife and I said, this is my wife. This person is also Albanian. The question that they asked me was, how did you come out to the community, to the Albanian community as being gay? And there was a sense that, let's just say that I, there was an unspoken, an unspoken confession that this person was also gay, but they were afraid to come out. So um, we need 
to have that out there. But in addition to that, we also need to have an understanding of acceptance and what that means and what, you know, when your mom says the desperate you, right? When your mom says those words, how do you live by those words? Right? When you say I love you to death, you don't you don't just say it. How do you live it? How how does a parent do it so that a parent does not turn their back on their child, even though the child does not turn out the way that they were hoping or dreaming or having, you know, envisioning uh, had envisioning for them? How do you do that? Um, I think as a, and this goes beyond the Albanian community, but we are heavily in, heavily undereducated about the acceptance because we also have that saying like, right? Like, what are people going to say? Exactly. Biggest um, Albanian worry. Right. Like, it's all about the, the it's all about the opinion. Um, but if you, what about your kid? You're going to walk away from your kid because of the opinion? Like, I don't, I, I don't understand that. If my child was to come out to me tomorrow, how do I walk? I'm a, I'm a mother. Before I am a gay woman, I am a mother. How do I do that? Before I am Albanian, I am a mother. How do I walk away from my child? And I know that that is one of the main fears why not just Albanian kids, but all kids are afraid to come out because they're not given that type of support or that type of environment where they can feel free to be, to just be. I know that we had talked about this specific experience of somebody approaching you and your wife at an event and how shocked they were that you were openly just like, yep, this is my wife. This is my partner. And this person subliminally came out to you in their own way. And I remember you telling me he was on the younger side. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, I just that that story itself was so like moving to me about how open this young child was to you, a complete stranger, saying how he was having all of these feelings. And it just shows like how desperate he was to talk to somebody about it because clearly he hadn't said it to anybody else. And the fact that you just sitting there with your wife made him or gave him that confidence, gave him that confirmation that it is okay. Yeah, it also puts into perspective how many people are living like that. How many people are closeted, of, yeah. yeah. And, and I suspect there are many, many, many more people out there just like him. Um, and But then when, when I think about him and then I think about myself and my own journey i also think about words we use um as albanian i'm not i'm not just talking about like i'm speaking i'm specifically talking about all the albanian community um because there we we have this sense of it's okay to say anything around the ones that are like you meaning 
Albanians, right? Albanians to Albanians, we can say things that we, anything, unfiltered. And But we also say, I have been witness to that and maybe to some extent even guilty of that where comments have been made that are extremely derogatory, extremely help, help, uh, hateful even, and hurtful um, towards not just the uh, LGBTQIA plus community, but also other people that are not Albanian, right? So when you are in that environment where you can clearly see, just to kind of stay on the topic here, if you feel a certain different way and you are a child and you hear men or women or both um, people say certain things about gay people, you now start internalizing those kind of words, right? And there are words that are not even worth saying, uh, but they are extremely derogatory, right? So how can someone feel like it is okay to come out and someone from the Albanian community, I, I knew what I was going, I knew the word lesbica was going to be the first word that I was going to hear from people's mouths. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have said the exact same word. It's an, it's an ugly word because it's not even an Albanian word. It's a, it's a, it, it's what we call fiale uh, huazuar, right? It's mm-hmm. a, it's a word that you take from a different language and you make it your own which is perfectly fine. Um, but you say it, it has a very negative connotation in Albanian. And um, uh, the, the words that are used to describe a gay man are disgusting. Um, and imagine a boy, a little boy, sitting around the table with like, you know, the big guys having raki or whatever. And he's expected to have raki and have hair on his chest, but he's hearing these words that are being used for him, mm-hmm. and they don't know that those words are that the words that are being used are towards that that little boy. Um, it is it. I the, the the older I grow, right? I did tell you that I'm in my 40s. So the older I grow, and and I've been here for a a, a, a little bit of time. Um, I, I've noticed that more and more and more and more in the Albanian community where we want to be accepted as allies and we say, well, we don't have anything against gay people. No, you're right. You don't have anything against gay people, but you use language that proves you wrong. Right. Right. Gay people... I have been so lucky and I'm extremely blessed that I have the people that I have around me. Um, but I know that I am not the norm in the Albanian community. hundred percent. And that's why we wanted you to share your story today to kind of bring a little bit of um, insight and a little bit of clearance to these experiences that people like you go through and the type of support that they need in order to make these decisions. And with that being said, what sort of advice would you have for people that are living in the closet that are really scared to come out or admit it like the boy that came up to you at the event? Um, 
my advice, honestly, is the same advice I gave that person that I that I, I shared that story with. Uh, when you are strong enough, and I would never encourage a child to put themselves in, har- in harm's way, but when you are strong enough and you are confident enough and you are able to, you, de- you need to make a decision to live for your own happiness and not other people's happiness. Oh, that's um, amazing. I... I don't regret living part of my life for other people's happiness. I have beautiful children. There is not one ounce of regret. Um, I I don't even want to think about if I was to go back in time, would I have made different choices? Because that's an unrealistic comment to make to begin with anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't regret it. I have no regrets. Um, but I also know that I know the struggle that I went through as a result of making other people happy, right? I I made the decision to marry a man and that was not a good relationship. And all of that struggle that I went through was because of the decision I had made to live for other people's happiness and not mine. Um, but I do want to I, I do want to add that there is um, one of the things that I, if I could call on the Albanian people to to look at the word acceptance and live it, yeah. live acceptance. When you say to your child, I will die for you, that should mean unconditionally. I, I, I hope our words are heard uh, through your podcast and, and um i i hope it makes a difference i really really hope that your courage is a snowball effect into other albanian women or men who want to share their story on this podcast because like you said there's no official albanian lgbtq plus community and the way that we can start that is talking about it and being open about it and sharing our experiences with the common denominator of us being Albanian because we should be supporting each other. I mean, Albanians, we're we're such tribal people. I think a lot of our values stem from being so tribal. So why not accept our own people, whether they're gay or whether they're straight? So be there for them and be able to be allies and be able to help them through these struggles instead of becoming the barrier between them and their happiness. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and I, I hope your wishes and mine come true. All right, guys. Well, I hope that this podcast and her story was beneficial to somebody out there. Remember, you are not alone. Um, please join us in this journey. If you don't have a family, we are here for you always. If you want to share your story with us, please follow us on all platforms and social media. We are on TikTok. We are on um, Instagram at Vaisa Gra. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube where you can find Albanian subtitles. So thank you so much. I love you. And remember, you are never alone.